What up everybody, it's Dan Greer with Leading from the Middle of the Pack, and today we're going to be talking about doing the hard things, and why it's so important to just get out there and do it, and get it done, and so we're going to cue up the theme song, we'll be right back in just a minute. The big question is this, how are leaders, like us, who aren't necessarily in a management position, who go out and get our hands dirty, who are ready to answer their calling from God to lead, who are driven to learn and grow, gain the trust and respect of those around us, to actually be heard while not coming across as an authoritative prick? These are the questions, and this is the podcast that will give you the answers. Hi, my name is Dan Greer, and welcome to Leading from the middle of the pack. Sweet. So glad that you guys are still here. I've so enjoyed doing these podcasts so far. I'm glad that you guys are joining in and getting a lot out of these. Hopefully um, you are because I, I just appreciate the fact that you guys are still here and you're taking the time to listen to them. And it means a lot that you guys are giving us some time because I know how important time is to everybody. And uh, it's probably one of the most important qualities or things that you can have in life is time. It's one of the most, most uh, you don't get any time back. So make sure that you utilize the best of it. Well, today we're going to be talking all about doing hard things and why doing hard things is so important and why it's so hard to do hard things until you start rolling at them. And so a lot of this goes back to momentum and everything that goes with that as well. And so the first thing that I really want to talk about, and like I got this, I have to admit that I was at a Russell Brunson um, event for families and he talked about doing hard things. Uh, one of the speakers there talked about doing hard things, and that was kind of their motto. And I was like, hmm, that's an interesting thought process to do hard things. And it's like, the more hard things you do, the less hard the hard things become. And then you start doing harder things, and you don't even realize you're doing harder things until they're already done. And so that's kind of like the whole premise behind this is that Things are hard to begin with. Everything is always hard. If you want to start a new subscription business, it is going to be brutally hard to start that subscription business to begin with because you don't have an email list. You don't have anybody on it. You've got to find the right product. You've got to launch it. You've got to figure out how to package it. You've got to get people subscribed. You've got to figure out your pricing. You've got to build a website. You've got all this stuff to do, and all those things are really, really hard to begin with. All those things, the first time you look at any of them, are extremely difficult to do. And what I mean by that is, is like, if you've never built a website before, is building a website hard? Yes, it is brutally painful if you've never done it before. If you've never built a website before in your life, building one is going to be painful and it's going to take forever and it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard to do it because you're unsure of what you're doing. But after you build it once, is the second one going to be easier? You bet it is. And what about the third one and the fourth one and the fifth one? You bet. And by the end of it, you're going to have all these pages for your website, and they're going to be beautifully designed and exactly what you want, right? Because you did hard things. I have a guy. He, he's on our team. He's absolutely awesome, absolutely phenomenal. He wanted to get into marketing. I was like, sweet, I will help you get into marketing. I will help you learn copy. I'm going to help you learn how to build funnels. I'm going to help you learn how to do all this other stuff. And he's like, score, I'm so excited. And then I got him out there and I said, okay, so here is what I want you to do for this. I want you to build this funnel for this. And he looks at me and he goes, that's hard. And I was like, just because you haven't done it. So he built the first one and he sucked. <laughs> and it took him a really long time to build it. And he knows it. And he's like, man, this isn't what I wanted. I was like, well, then build another one. So he built another one, he did it faster. He built another one, and then it got faster. Now, you know what? He's like, man, I can have a funnel built in a day. I can have it perfected 
in a week, as well as doing everything else I'm doing without any issues whatsoever because it's not that big of a deal because now he's done four or five of them and it's not a problem because he did hard things once. He did something that was hard. So instead of stalling because it was hard, he pushed through, he persevered. Do you think that when I started Eclipse DOT that it was easy? Do you think it was easy to go have a conversation with Ezra, one of my mentors, uh, the guy I was working for who was writing my paychecks? Do you think it was, easy, it was easy to go have a conversation with him about leaving the company to start my own business? Not at all. Do you think it was easy to go out and find customers and to talk to them and to get people on our team? No, not at all. Do you think it was easy to do the first post for hiring somebody? Not at all. Do you think it was easy for the first podcast I recorded? No, it was brutally painful. <laughs> brutally, brutally painful, right? It was hard. All these things that we do are hard. Now we're on episode 33 of the podcast and it's not hard to record them. Matter of fact, it's super easy to record a podcast and it's fun and it's enjoyable. But the first time, oh my gosh, it was so painful. It was so hard. It was so ridiculous. I was so stressed. Things were not going the way I wanted them to go. And how long did I wait because it was hard to actually publish it? I've already told you this story I've waited over a year and a half, almost two years from when I thought I should publish to when I started publishing. Where would I be if I was reporting, if I was publishing two episodes a week two years ago to now? I would be so great at this. It would be so easy and I could do it in my sleep. Do you understand that when you do hard things, they become not so hard? And then you move into harder things, and then you move into harder things, and you move into harder things. And they just don't seem any harder than the last thing was. But for somebody who's never done anything before, and they refuse to do hard things, it's tough for them to move forward because they won't do it. They won't do the hard things. They won't actually push themselves to make it happen. They get started and they go, oh, nope, I can't do this, it's too hard. And they freeze. They get started and they go, oh, uh, I don't know how to do this. And then they freeze. They can't do it. They get stalled. All right? Great, great example. And I am, I am not picking on my wife at all. Um, just truth. So her and my daughter started a business called Obby Now. It was a little e-com store. And they wanted to sell beach blankets. And so they found some microfiber beach blankets. Super cool beach blankets. They're round. You can use them as, as picnic blankets. You can use all kinds of stuff. Actually, shameless plug for them, obvinow.com, O-B-V-I-N-O-W.com. Check it out. Um, and, and they sold quite a few of them. Like, they didn't break the bank. They didn't do phenomenal. But for a 12-year-old girl and a mom, they did really good for someone who's never been in business before. And then they said, okay, we really want to do this. Okay, do that. Get it ordered, moved on, do it. Well, it was hard. It was hard to make the decision of what to order. Do they go into loungewear? Do they go into 90s? Do they go into sweaters? Do they do a fall? Do they do a winter line? What do they do? Do they do one item? Do they do 10 items? Do they do 20 items? Do they do 50 items? What do they do? And they got froze because they got stuck in the details. It got hard, right? And then I said, I asked them the other day, I said, how's your email list coming? And they said, well, we haven't emailed anybody at all. Wait, you have 50 or 60 people on your list and you haven't sent them any emails? Well, I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't figure out how to email them. Okay, so what did you do to try to figure out how to email them? Well, I asked you. Well, I'm busy running a business and a nonprofit, and I would love to help you as much as I can. 
and I would love to give you the tools to help you, but you haven't really asked me for help whenever we could do anything about it. You've asked me at 10 o'clock at night when we're super exhausted and tired, and I would gladly go get my computer and do it, but you're falling asleep. I'm not going to do it for you, because then you don't learn how to do it. Then I'm doing hard things, not you. Right? Well, moral of the story is, is they still haven't sent an email out from their email list to any of their customers, but they want to go into the subscription-based product for like an earring of the month club, which is a super cool idea. Sell one, sell two, sell three. You can turn it into a charm bracelet. You can turn it into a necklace. You could add, do upsells. You could downsells. There's a million things they could do for it. Now, they're getting ready to do this, and they're getting ready to launch this, and by the time this podcast comes out, I'm sure hoping that we have this launched for them, but with them, not for them. I don't do stuff for people. I do it with people. My point is, is that they got stalled on an email because it was hard. But really, it's not that hard. YouTube it. Google it. I am, I am an avid YouTube and Google learner. That's how I learn everything that I do. That's how I learned how to build a website. That's how I've learned how to build funnels. That's how I've learned a lot of my marketing. That's how I've learned a ton of stuff is through, uh, I'm, I'm, an, I'm an expert. I have a master's in YouTube and Google. That's how I learned how to do pretty much anything. And I tell you what, my daughter is the exact same way. She wants to learn how to do a project. She's on YouTube. She's figuring it out, right? She wants to know how it is. My sons are the same way. They want to learn how to do something. They're on YouTube figuring it out. They've got it figured out. They know what's going on. They know how to get there. They're, they're ingenuitive. They don't have to be told how to do something because they have that drive to go get it done. Now, um, that, I didn't tell you that story to dog on my wife. and, and I, I didn't tell you a story to dog on Jenna and Brianna at all. I told you that story because we're all guilty of it. There's times that I haven't done stuff because it's been hard, right? I'm not saying that expensive is hard. I'm saying it's been hard. It's hard to do. It's hard to think about stuff. It's hard to get there. I can tell you that I'm doing something right now that's hard, recording podcasts. I, I took time away from my family and time away from the business per se to do this. And I am up here in Denver, and I'm recording podcasts, and I'm going to record like two months worth of podcasts in a day because I can get it done. But I'm doing something that's hard. I had to go up here. I had to get a house, and we're up here for another reason. We're up here for my son hunting. But I'm taking advantage of this time to grow. I'm doing something hard. I could be sitting down watching Netflix or Hulu or whatever the crap you watch, right? Like I could be sitting down doing that and doing nothing with my day. But instead, I'm doing something that's a little bit harder, and I'm recording these podcasts, and I'm having phone conversations, and I'm building a business, and I'm growing it, and I'm talking to people, and I'm loving everything that we're doing every second of the day. Now, the thing with doing hard things is, is this, is once you do a hard thing, it's not so hard anymore. But a lot of times, we build it up in our mind to be too hard to begin with, and so it kicks our butt. It eats our lunch. And, and so it's overcoming that mental anxiety of being hard. For me, I've done a million emails. So sending out an email isn't hard. Having an email sent out isn't hard. Having teaching somebody else to send out an email isn't hard. Not a problem at all. Not an issue whatsoever. Not an issue. Okay? My thing is, is that it was an issue the first time I did it. Whenever I first logged into MailChimp and I sent out an email, it was tough. It was brutal. It was confusing. It was overwhelming. And so I understand. 
But once I did it once, I was like, oh, I can do this. Okay. And I started doing it again. And I started doing it again. And then finally I got to where I was so good at it that I was like, okay, I'm going to make a video and I'm going to have somebody else send out these emails and I'm just going to teach them how to do it. And that worked out really well. Now then, I have somebody that builds my emails for the content that we give them and they send it out. And it works great. So in my office does it. It's phenomenal. Wouldn't trade it for the world because now I don't have to worry about it anymore. Okay? But hiring that person to do that, do you think that was hard? Or do you think that was easy? Oh my gosh, it was so hard to hire the first person to do that. Oh my goodness. Whew. That was tough, right? But we did it. And I wouldn't trade it for the world. When you do hard things, life gets better. Now I know you're like, Dan, that can't be true. I don't buy that for a minute. You can't do hard things and life gets better. Well, it is true, and you don't have to believe it. But when you do hard things, life 150% gets better. Because if I would have never hired anybody, life would never be where it is today. Our business would have been capped at where it is. I could probably handle everything we're doing right now by myself. Probably, but not everything, everything. We, I definitely wouldn't be able to handle everything, everything, because there's a few things that we do. It requires multiple people in order to be able to do them, like CDL testing and training. And uh, also the, the live events that we're getting ready to do. And I would be busting my butt a heck of a lot more than what I'm working right now. And I am working tons of hours every single day, every single week. I work seven days a week for the most part. I, I don't work eight hours, ten hours a day, seven days a week. I work about, oh, I don't know. As an entrepreneur, you work half days. doesn't matter whether you work the first 12 hours or the second 12 hours of the day. But you're going to work 12 hours a day. That's the way entrepreneurs work. <laughs> you want to start a business? Better be prepared to work half days, either the first 12 or the second 12. It doesn't matter. My point is, is that um, you have to do hard things in order to get rewards or get things that nobody else is willing to do. You have to be willing to do the things that nobody else is willing to do if you want the things that nobody else has. You want a private airplane? You've got to be willing to do the things that nobody else is willing to do to get it. You've got to be willing to go get your license. You've got to be willing to buy the plane, buy the fuel, learn how to fly it, pay for the insurance. Keep up the maintenance. You have to learn how to do all of that stuff. You have to be willing to do it, right? If you want to grow a business, you have to be willing to take the risk to go out on your own to start that business. If you want to have a, have a relationship that's extremely close to God, you have to be willing to step out of the comfort zone of what the world knows and claim that relationship with Him. If you want to be a leader, you have to be willing to lead, not manage, not boss, not push, but lead. You have to be willing to lead. So I had this guy that worked for me for a little while. He was a, he was a, uh, he was a guy. Let's put it that way. Um, and when it came down to the end of it, he, I, I put a position out there for uh, manager of our CDL program. I'm, I might have just given too much away. But I, I, put a, I put a position out there for the manager of our CDL program, and he applied for it. He was already working for us. And he, what he didn't realize is when he applied for it, he was telling me that he was actually looking for another job because I didn't tell anybody internally that had posted it. I posted it on an obscure website. I didn't post who it was going to. I didn't post what company it was for. I just posted it. And he applied for it. So that told me right there that he was looking for another job, which didn't impress me because he was getting getting alerts and, and stuff for those jobs that came up. With that being said, um, he wasn't willing to do hard things. 
he wanted to sit back and relax and coast and handle his whip and make other people do what he wanted them to do. He wasn't willing to step out and step up and do other things. And what cracks me up is we had several conversations about it before he applied for that position and what I was looking for in leaders within our company and what it took to be a leader within our company and the fact that it wasn't an hourly job and you were going to be salary and you were going to be working multiple hours and doing stuff on days that you would not normally work if you were hourly work and you would be expected to perform. And he seemed really, really okay with that, which was awesome. I was all about it. And then he applied for that job. But right before he applied for that job, he started doing some very shystery things. And it was like, oh, you just totally showed your true colors. There's no way I would put you in a leadership position because you're not a leader. You're a boss. You want to be the person who carries the whip around and tells other people what to do. You're not fit to be a leader. And there's a lot of bosses out there. He was not willing to do the hard things in life. He was willing to have somebody else do the hard things for him, but he wasn't willing to do the hard things himself. And so my point with this is, is that Sometimes we, we might think we're willing to do hard things, but we need to reevaluate that and say, are we willing to do hard things? As a leader, we have to be willing to do the things that nobody else, we have to be willing to do everything that we ask anybody else to do. If I ask you to go bag a ton of feet, I have to be willing to bag that ton of feet as well. If I ask you to leave your family and go for a week to Kentucky to do some training, you have to be, I have to be willing to do that as well. If I ask you to go do this, to make this email, to create this content, I have to be willing to make create that content as well. And, and most of the time, what I've found as a leader is I don't ask people to do things that I haven't done before because that's not really fair. If I'm not willing to do them, if I'm not willing to do the hard things, well, how can I ask somebody else to do, the, to do things as well? Hard or easy, it doesn't matter. How can I ask them to do it if I'm not willing to do it? And so... That's why we have to do hard things. That's why we have to get out and get it done. And that's why we have to be willing and able to grow. Because without doing hard things, we can't grow. So my mom has been into quilting for a little while. And I don't know if you know any other older ladies who are into quilting, but it seems like a lot of them get into it because it's great. My grandma was into quilting for a long time. Seems to be really good for them. Gives them something to do, somebody to talk to. They have people to chat with whenever they're quilters. And, uh, and she's been into it for a while, and she's been really dreaming about this quilting machine, right? The quilting machines don't get my, my juices going, but they get hergers going, right? So she's really been dreaming about this quilting machine. And um, she ended up finding one that was used, and so she bought it, and she got it set up, and now she's just glowing to use it, and she uses it. But whenever I go up there and look at it, it's a little overwhelming to me to see it. <laughs> I'm like, how does this thing work? Right? How, does it, how, how do you do it? And it's a little overwhelming. But to her, it's not overwhelming because she did something hard. She found somebody who was selling one. That was the first hard thing. When she looked, the second hard thing she did was she pulled her credit card out and she bought it. The third hard thing that she did was she learned how to use it. Right? And while it's hard to me because I look at it and I get overwhelmed, it's easy to her. And while she can't imagine flying a plane, looking at all the gauges that I look at when I fly, it's easy to me because I learned. But the first time I got behind the sticks of a plane, it was not easy. It was not simple. The first time you got behind the wheel of a car, was it easy? No. You had to do hard things. You had to face that fear. You had to work forward to get through it. 
And so today, it's all about doing hard things. And what I want you to do is I want you to think about it. I want you to pause for just a second here, and I want you to think about some of the hard things that you could do today that you're putting off. What are you putting off today because it's hard, that you should be doing, that you know you should be doing? What have you put off? What are you going to not put off anymore? I want you to make a firm decision right now and say, Dan, I am going to stop putting this off and do it today. And then I want you to go do it. And then what I want you to do is I want you to tag me after you do it in a social media post. Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, I don't care. Tag me. At the real Dan Greer on, on uh, Instagram, at DJBN Greer on Twitter, and uh, LinkedIn and Facebook as Daniel Greer. I want you to tag me in it and tell me that you succeeded and that you, what you did was hard. I want you, to, want you to put a post up about it. I want you to claim that victory. I want you to claim that success because that's the thing. The first time you're going to do something, you're going to suck. And it's okay. But I'm going to give you validation and tell you how good it is. Or tell you how bad it is if it's really, really bad. As long as it's not evil, I'm not going to tell you how bad it is. I can promise you that. But I'm going to give you the truth. I'm going to give you real feedback on it if you, if you tag me in it. Or if you don't want to tag me in it because you're too big, you're too scared to send stuff out into the world and you don't want to do that, then here's my suggestion. Email me what it is, dan at eclipse hyphen eclipse-dot.com and uh, let me know what you did. Let me know. Let me know what you did that was hard. And I'm going to tell you, here's what I'm going to do today that's hard. I am going to start building a course today. And it'll probably be launched by the time you hear this podcast. But I'm going to start building a course on goal setting today. That's what I'm going to do that's hard. I'm putting it off because it's hard. But I will have it done before I leave this house in three days. All right, guys, I hope that you enjoyed this. Hope we got a lot out of it. Hope that you're enjoying the podcast. And again, thanks for your time. Thanks for showing up. Thanks for being here. I appreciate everything that you guys do. I appreciate your time. And just, I hope that you enjoy this. My, my request is, is tag me in that post of the hard thing you're going to do today. The hard thing that you did when you accomplished it. Take a picture of it and celebrate those wins. All right, guys, that's it. You have a great day. Yeah, see you guys soon.